you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. I hope everybody had a safe and happy Halloween, a happy Samhain, happy Hallow's Eve, and happy Days of the Dead. But with so much talk of the dark side of, you know, spirituality, if you will, and with that vibe sort of surrounding us a lot more than usual due to the season, I wanted to shift the tides for a little bit here on the show. Now, that's not to say that the darkness is bad or evil, but there has to be a balance. And because it is a time where the veil is thin, and perhaps some of us might experience communication from the other side, whether it be here in this physical world or in the astral realm, perhaps maybe when we dream, and perhaps for some of us it might be the time where we decide to practice communion with the dead, willingly. But for whatever reason, whenever these experiences happen to us, it almost instinctively summons the topic of protection. And if it's not instinctively, it should be. And so for that reason, I would like to talk to you guys today about a ritual that I do that has helped me out quite a bit, and more than a few times. The ritual that I'm talking about is known as the Lesser Banishing Ritual of the Pentagram, or the LBRP for short. Now, this ritual is simple in the sense that it's very easy to follow along because it's, in a way, choreographed but it is extremely powerful. I want to say this ritual takes about five to seven minutes to perform, but of course, the more you practice it, the faster you'll become at performing it. Although it's not a race, you shouldn't be worried about how fast you can get it done. It is composed of, I like to say, four parts, even though the fourth part is just a repetition of the first. But before we get into all of that, let me tell you what it can do for us. It's designed to cleanse your space energetically and your mindset. It's designed to strengthen your aura. This way, it makes it much more difficult for energies from the outside to break through to yours. I've mentioned before in a previous episode that Energy is extremely contagious. It's almost inevitable. For the most part, most of us interact with people on a daily basis. And when we do that, we're exchanging energy. And sometimes we get a lot of people's energy stuck onto ours. Say, for example, you are in a really good mood. And then you happen to come across someone who is in a really bad mood. A very grouchy mood. 
and let's say you interact with that person and they're rude to you. Although you may be smart enough to know not to respond with the same rudeness, you don't want to stoop down to their level or lower your own vibration per se, but it still affects you. You were in a really good mood, but maybe after that interaction, you become more serious or more neutral. And some of us can carry on with our day and let that go and go back to being happy. But then there are those who might constantly be overthinking situations. And that interaction maybe keeps replaying in their head. So you see, now you have that yucky energy stuck on yours. And performing this ritual can help with that because it's considered a hygiene ritual, right? It cleanses your energy. It also enhances your psychic perception. And by that I mean when you do spiritual work or any type of energy work, you work with the currents of subtle energy. So it's going to enhance that ability. And you might be able to pick up on things that other people near you or around you cannot. And another thing that this ritual does for us is that it helps bring balance to the four elements within us. Air, water, fire, earth. Air for our intellect. Water for our emotions and our subconscious mind. Fire for our passion, our action, our creativity. And earth, our physical body. Maybe there are times where we can be too impatient, too impulsive, and we just act without thinking. And maybe sometimes that can get us into trouble. So when we do this, we probably have a little too much of that fire element within us. So it needs to be balanced. But maybe there are some of us who get a little too lost with our emotions. Maybe we put the wrong people before us because we care too much about them. Maybe they've wronged us way too many times in the past before, but because we're lost in our emotions, it prevents us from making a logical decision. So we have too much of that water element. We need to balance that out. Or what about those of us that overthink things over and over and over again, so much that we can't take action? That's too much of the air element within us. So again, we have to balance that out. So performing the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram can help us out with all of that. Now, I've also mentioned that there are many different currents of magic. You've got necromancy, you've got chaos magic, planetary magic, Solomonic magic, santeria, voodoo, hoodoo, you get the point. The LBRP is a ritual that is part of ceremonial magic. Ceremonial magic is also known as ritual magic because it's an extension of that, and high magic because it concerns the discipline of the self. Ceremonial magicians work with angels and with their higher self. And I can't go without saying that ceremonial magic was popularized by the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. It's the first ritual that many ceremonial magicians start out learning. And when it comes to the Golden Dawn system, microcosmic magic 
is treated as elemental, concerning the physical world, you. And macrocosmic magic is treated as planetary. And because this ritual clears out your energetic space, as well as your mental space, it concerns you, the physical. And also because there are greater rituals to learn, this one's considered the lesser. The lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. Two other words that stand out, banishing and pentagram. The pentagram, like in tarot with the suits of the pentacles, deals with the earth element, the physical, the material world. So in a sense, we are banishing the physical and moving into the spiritual, higher realms. Think about it this way. It's a temporary rejection of the physical realm so that we can work on the spiritual. And by performing the LVRP, it's also an affirmation of the practitioner's place in the universe. And as for its structure, it's composed of three main parts. Originally, I said four, but that's only because the fourth part is just a repetition of the first. So the first part consists of the Kabbalistic cross. Also, to do this ritual, it requires a lot of visualization. So this is why I encourage people to meditate. I know that many others will tell you it's different for everybody, but I highly encourage you to meditate because it helps immensely with visualization. And if you're going to be performing magic, you're going to need that ability. And if you don't believe that visualization is hard, try thinking of a red apple and holding that image for just 15 seconds and see how many seconds it takes you before an intrusive thought tries to interrupt you. All right, so back to the structure, the Kabbalistic cross. This ritual requires you to stand in your space facing east. You're going to visualize yourself expanding until the solar system becomes a disk at your feet. If it's your first time doing that, it might take you a few minutes to get there, and that's okay. But when you do, you're going to notice a sphere of white, bright light above you. And this beautiful, bright, white light is the power source of everything in the universe, of which the light that comes from the sun is only but a token. So you're going to reach up with your right hand and draw it down to your forehead. It's going to shoot down through your crown chakra and your ajna chakra. And it's going to illuminate your entire cranium. Now with your right index finger and middle finger on your forehead, you're going to vibrate. Ato. And the voice should be vibrating because it's said it can be used to penetrate places of the soul that you've previously neglected and or are unknown. Next, you're going to bring down your index finger and middle finger towards your solar plexus. As you do that, you're going to envision that bright white light go through your cranium all the way down through your feet. And you're going to vibrate. Malkuth. 
Malkuth is the material plane, earth, and it's also the Hebrew word for kingdom. With that same hand, you're going to touch your right shoulder, and you're going to see that bright white light go through and across your arm. And you're going to vibrate the Hebrew words that mean, and the power. So, Vagavura. Touch the left shoulder, and now you should be visualizing a full cross of bright white light. And vibrate the words that mean, and the glory. Vagadula. You're going to press your palms together at the breast and vibrate the words that mean forever, amen. Le'olam, amen. So that's part one. I'm telling you, this ritual is not for the faint of heart. It's a little lengthy, but if you're serious about performing magic or doing any type of spiritual or energy work, before you do any of your other rituals or practices, I highly recommend that you do the LBRP first. Alright, so part two is the formulation of the pentagrams, and this is when you start invoking the names of God. So you're still facing east, and in the air you're going to draw a large banishing earth pentagram, and you're going to vibrate the unspeakable name of God. yod he vau And when you do this, you're going to envision the pentagram bursting into electric blue flame. Kind of like those of a stove. Next, you'll pivot clockwise. You're going to draw that pentagram in the air. And you're going to vibrate the word Adonai which means my lord. Continue clockwise towards the north, draw the pentagram, and vibrate Agala. And this is a Hebrew anagram that translates to Thou art great forever, my lord. And now you'll continue and finish your circle towards the east, and you'll stand in the center of your own circle. You'll envision the pentagrams, and you can try to imagine what it's like to feel the heat and their protection. Part three is the evocation of the archangels. You're going to raise your arms out towards the sides to form a cross and envision the archangel Raphael, the angel of air, and who is also associated with the cardinal direction of east. And you're going to say, before me, Raphael, behind me, Gabriel, he is the archangel associated with water and associated with the cardinal direction of west. Next, you'll say, at my right, Mikael, he is the archangel associated with fire and the cardinal direction of south. And lastly, you'll say, at my left, Ariel. He is the archangel of earth and associated with the cardinal direction of north. And still maintaining with your arms in a cross, say, 
pour about me the flames of the pentagrams, and within shineth the sixth-rayed star. And part four is just repeating the Kabbalistic cross all over again. Some say you should do this ritual at least twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. Even if you do it once a day for 30 days straight, within two weeks, you'll start to notice changes. And everyone may have different experiences with this ritual, but I do have to say, once you do start doing this ritual, it's going to light you up in the astral realm. What do I mean by that? I mean, you may start drawing attention from beings in the astral realm, and you may be put to test. For me, I kept having a lot more sleep paralysis experiences, but not in the scary sense that lower vibrational beings were trying to attack me. It was more so of maybe higher vibrational beings were trying to pull me out of my body. Because while I was experiencing sleep paralysis, I was also experiencing vibrations. That is to say, my body kept vibrating, shaking, vibrating. But what scared me the most was not the vibrations I was experiencing, but the loud, high-pitched ringing in my ears that I kept hearing while I was vibrating. It was as if something was trying to pull me out and make me go out of body. The feel of that experience that I got was more of a, okay, come on, let's go, you're ready, you're ready to take the next step and go out of body. But I honestly didn't feel ready. I still had some fears that I needed to go through and face. Because my greatest fear was, and or is, that the moment I go out of body, I'm going to see interdimensional beings that I may not be ready for just yet. So I do have to give you guys that fair warning. What it did help me with, that I was ready for, was lucid dreaming and facing off low vibrational creatures or beings that I encountered in my lucid dreams. So whenever I would face any of them, I almost instinctively knew what to do. And that was to draw in that source light and with the palms of my hands, direct that light towards whatever it is I was trying to fight off. And every time that I would do that, it worked. It would banish whatever dark being was trying to attack me. So, this ritual may not be as easy to explain auditory-wise. So let me know if you guys have any questions regarding the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. And also, I do want to let you guys know, remind you actually, that if you go onto my website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com, there is a section on there titled Resources. And on there, you'll find a book called Kabbalah Magic and the Great Work of Self-Transformation, a complete course by Liam Thomas Christopher, where he goes through 
the LBRP and is actually where I was getting my information from. There's a lot more resources that I would like to include for you guys, such as Magic Squares, you know, other books, and a few other things that I would think would be helpful for you guys. But hey, honestly, I just need to have the time. But I will eventually get that done. And when I do, trust me, I'll let you guys know. But certainly, feel free to message me. You can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com and or you can friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb and you can also message me through there. Which reminds me, I would like to give a shout out to Colette all the way from New Zealand. She recently reached out to me and expressed that she was enjoying the podcast. And so I want to express my gratitude, Colette, and I want to say that I appreciate you and the rest of you as well. And that your message came to me at a very right time. Let's just say that. So thank you, Colette. Thank you, everyone. And thank you for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.